0: My name's Alvin, welcome back to the Bailed Up podcast, the 20th episode of Bailed Up. Now that's a big milestone, thank you all for tuning in for that long and today is a special episode. We'll kick it off with predictions, instead of the weekly whack, got to turn it around the schedule for the podcast, predictions will reflect on predictions from last um, podcast and to be quite honest, that is some of the best predictions I've had in the podcast for the 20 episode history. Then we'll go into the weekly whack and break down the news that is happening in the cricketing world. It's been a very busy couple of weeks with lots of cricket happening around. Even in Australia, there's been lots of cricket happening. Then we'll have What a Snag, the moment of the week. And then we'll finish off the podcast with If I Could Turn Back Time, where we we'll look at a historic moment in the cricket world. Now, thank you all for. Um, uh listening to the podcast for this long it's 20 episodes so remember to keep sharing with lots of people and let's get into the first segment for today's episode which is predictions. time to reflect on predictions with redictions welcome to the redictions where we reflect on predictions and i've done predictions for a while since the very start of the podcast and it's now episode 20 of course but, to be quite honest, the predictions that I did last week that we're just about to reflect on are some of the best I've ever done. Obviously, I haven't got 100% of them, but I got pretty pretty close to a pretty close to 100, to be quite honest. Um, I'll insert the audio of what I said last week of what my predictions were. I reckon they won't win the third ODI, and uh, Sri Lanka will go back-to-back. Back. I reckon in the fourth ODI, it will be a very rocky start for Australia, but they'll just pull it out of the bag and win. And then the fifth ODI, I reckon, will be a very convincing win to Australia. As you can tell from last week's audio, I said that Sri Lanka would win the third and uh, the third ODI, and then Australia would win the fourth and fifth ODI to claim the series win. Except it didn't really pan out that way. I started off well with my predictions, with um, Sri Lanka winning the third ODI. I expected them to do that because they did play really well in the second. And then um, it went kind of downhill from there. Sri Lanka uh, won the fourth ODI. They claimed the series win, which was good for their team. Get some confidence for the test matches. And then Australia um, got some confidence back and won the um, won the bounce back and won the fifth ODI. So that was good for Australia to win the fifth ODI. Not so good for my predictions, though. To be quite honest, in the history of the podcast, that's some of my most um, successful uh, predictions. So on to the next segment. This is the weekly whack. Welcome to the Weekly Whack, and I know what you're thinking. Albie, you've changed um, where the Weekly Whack is in the podcast, and yes, I have. I thought that we've had Weekly Whack at the first segment for a while, so I've changed it to the second, and I might change it around in future episodes. Let's get into the news. West Indies have won their Test Series versus Bangladesh. Carl Mayer's one player of the series with his first Test Sanctuary, his maiden Test Sanctuary, um, and a total of 153 runs and a six wicket. So it's good uh, to see Bangladesh get some more Test experience. Also, uh, Shakab Al-Hassan, I think his name is, sorry if I got that wrong, he has moved closer to the best all-rounder in the world, he's a really good player, it's good to see some Bangladesh players have some success, um, and then England have won their Test Series versus New Zealand 3-0 after Jack Leach got a 10 for And um, England's Ollie Pope, Joe Root, and Johnny Burstow once again chased down the total with ease. Jack Leach won player of the match with 10 for 166, and Joe Root won player of the series. Now, to be quite honest, I don't like, as much as Joe Root is a good player, and some of the shots he played in in his innings were just absolutely ridiculous, um, he played a reversed switch hit. I don't know, what it, whatever it was, um, over slips, the slips cordon off Neil Wagner's bowling. But Daryl Mitchell coming into an area of the world where he's played a fair bit of cricket in, but he's from New Zealand, so he hasn't played as much cricket in England as the English players have. So I thought it was a bit confusing that Joe Root won. He did play well, but I'm pretty sure Daryl Mitchell got some um, got more runs and had a better series than Joe Root. The BBL draft has been announced and FAF Duplicis is the first nominee. The South African nominated the other day and the BBL draft is kind of like the IPL draft where they nominate their names and then you can pretty much just get chosen by any team. So hopefully we can see some more international players play in the BBL. On to the next piece of news, Usman Kawaja. He's been playing at the Sydney Thunder for years and he's um, finally finished his move to Queensland. He's uh, He said he thinks Queensland is now his true home and he's moved to the Brisbane Heat for BBL 12. Australia have won their test versus Sri Lanka. Nathan Lyon got nine wickets for the match and Cam Green was named player of the match for his 77. Again, I don't really think player of the match system is great. Even though I'm a fan of Cam Green, he's a great player. He didn't bowl marks. He didn't get many wickets. He got the 77, but Nathan Lyon did get nine wickets and was pretty much the sole reason why um, Australia won. He pretty much spun them to victory. Owen Morgan has retired from international cricket at the age of 35, which is very sad news. He was um, the most successful a white ball captain for England. He was a captain in ODI. Um, he won 82 matches and lost 37 matches as ODI captain. He played 16 tests, 248 one-day international matches and 115 T20s. He captained England to the 2019 ODI World Cup victory and he's the highest ODI run scorer for England. Hopefully we can see him commentating in the future. He was commentating some of the... Um, England versus New Zealand Test matches earlier in the England summer. So it's sad to see him um, leave the game, but he was a ama- mate he was an amazing player and hopefully we can see more players like him in the future. Um, England versus South Africa, women's test has ended in a draw because of rain. Nat Siver was named player of the match with her 169 not out of 263 balls and one wicket. Uh, it's still, if you go back to my first podcast, I did discuss whether a women's test should be four or five days, and I still, I'm still, i still backing up what I said in that episode, I still reckon it should be four, uh, still reckon it should be five days, uh, I'm sorry, because if it's there that much rain in a men's test match, you would be able to have some sort of result because of that. And because of, there was so much rain, it ended in a draw. This is why women's test matches should be five days because if there's a rain delay, then they have more time to keep playing. Jasper Bumrah is now India's test captain. He will captain India for the first time against England as Rohit Sharma has not yet recovered for COVID-19. And also a little bit of last um, minute news. I did say earlier that Owen Morgan has retired and this means who's going to be captain. Josh Butler has been appointed as captain for One Day International sides and T20 sides as well. So hopefully we can see some more um, positive signs of success from the English cricket team. That is the end of the Weekly Whack. See you next week. What a snag, the moment of the week. Now, welcome to What A Snag, where we talk about a moment of the week. And I think you guys would really like this um, moment of the week. But it happens from the fifth test that um, just um, is happening at the moment between India and England in the English summer. But, of course, it says the fifth test on the schedule, and I'll tell you why. Last year, during the England summer, they were meant to play a five-test series. They played four tests, but then the fifth and final test... Um, actually got postponed because so many people had COVID. So that's why they're playing it right now, which is good because it means more test cricket and hopefully we can see a good test match. And this is where my water snag comes in. Jasper Boomer, who was appointed um, uh, India's interim test captain, has made a charge of why he should be permanent test captain as he hits 34 runs of a Stuart brought over to break a test record. He hit four four wides, which is five runs, six no balls, which is seven runs, three fours, six, and then a one, because you need the single at the end of the over to rotate the strike, and that's, to be quite honest, it wasn't a bad over from Stuart Broad, and I know that sounds a bit stupid, but... To be quite honest, the way Jasper Boomer went around that over, he was just opening the uh, opening his stance and just swinging as hard as he possibly could. Most of the boundaries came from inside edge and, and top edges, but to be quite honest, it's still 34 runs off and over, and Stuart Broad's over wasn't that great. I'll insert some audio of that um, over here. All the way, leg side. Just lands short. That's going to be wide for sure again how far is that gone I reckon that's gone all the way for six at the moment we've had one legal delivery from Broad in this over and it's gone for 16 <laughs> now, that uh, has been hit and hits hard inside edge goes for four and that will be 400 up for India And the wicket Stuart Broad all away. he's fallen over and that's gonna be 28 so that equals the record That's pulled away a little bit like Gordon Greenwich for six. That's the record. The hitting from Jasper Boomer was just amazing. As I said before, some of the boundaries were pretty much just inside edge and then he just went berserk and then just hit boundary after boundary. So it was good to see and it's bringing some power hitting from the T20 and ODI formats into the test game. So good job, Jasper Boomer, you've won Bailed Up. What a snag of the week. Now that is all we have for What a Snag. Moving on to the next segment. Welcome to If I Could Turn Back Time, where we talk about a moment of history in the game of cricket. And a couple days ago, Travis Head got his first test wicket, then his second, then his third, and then his fourth in only three or four overs. He got four for ten of three or four overs to bowl Australia to victory. Obviously, Nathan Lyon got three, uh, four wickets as well, so it wasn't just a single-handed job. And it was amazing from Travis Head, the way he went about it, the, some of the balls that he bowled through the gate, classic off-spin deliveries from a part-timer. So that's not the if-I-could-turn-back-time moment, though, because that was a few days ago. It's the same sort of story when Michael Clark in 2002, pretty much, oh, 2002, yes, Pretty much ball- single-handedly bowled Australia to victory. And this is the backstory. Michael Clark 3-5 off two overs. Australia needed three wickets to win. And Ricky Ponting decided to um, try and pull something out of the bag and said, Michael Clark you're on to bowl. Australia needs three weeks to win off the last two overs of the fifth day of the SCG test. And let me just tell you, this is one of the most controversial tests um, in Australian cricket history. Not just because there was um, some things going on, because there was a lot of tension between India and Australia at the time. And Michael Clark took three wickets in and over. He was on a hat trick, then there was a few dots, and there was some other stuff going on. Not a good stay. He's not the over. The Audio might have told you Ishan Sharma came out to bat, but before he came out to bat, he forgot his gloves. He didn't forget his gloves, but he brought out two right-hand gloves. So there was a bit of a break, and they were, uh, the Australians were a bit bit angry because they wanted to get this over and done with. And Sharma, three test matches under his belt, came out. Pressure would have been ridiculous, and got out on his uh, second or third ball and Michael Clark led Australia to victory with only eight balls to go in the day on the fifth day. So that meant that Ricky Ponting's test team at the time um, could win their 16th straight test match. So that is my if I could turn back time moment for today on to the outro. Thanks for tuning in to the 20th episode of Bailed Up. Now, before we finish the podcast for today, I've got a big event that is in the works um, for the middle of Australian summer where we're going to fundraise some money for a charity and... Um, if there's any sponsors that want to get involved, contact me at bailed up underscore podcast so we can start planning that event. Now, before we finish, remember, if you want to get involved, go to at up underscore podcast, like I said before, and go check out my friend's podcast, Bounce Down Footy Podcast. That's all from me, Albie. Um, Albie's out.